0: On this week's Xamarin Show, I have my good friend Alan on who's talking about Shiny 2.0 and some awesome background jobs, push notifications, and more that you can integrate into your apps, so tune in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Show. I'm your host, James monson Today, one of my best friends in the entire world, Alan Ritchie, is with me. Alan, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, and I'm really excited to have you on the show because at the DotNetConf Com Focus on Xamarin event last year, right before a pandemic, uh, I had a session called Spectacular Components for Xamarin Apps, and you actually did a really cool demo of one of your most
1: popular uh, libraries at the time. Is that, isn't that that correct? Yep. Yeah. yep. You had a feature on it. It was one of the first ones up. It was pretty good. Yeah, my and, first time demoing like that on on .NET Conf, so it was pretty exciting. Yeah, it was really awesome, and I've I've always enjoyed. I felt like you
0: and I were always in like this competition and like an unannounced competition of who can make more plugins and extensions and iterate off each other back and forth over like the last I don't know six years or so.
1: Yeah, it's we've been at this for a while. Uh, the plugin the plugin ecosystems kind of evolved to a, to a pretty good place, um, but yeah, it was like that for quite a long time.
0: Yeah, it was it's really fun. I think now we have like Xamarin Essentials, which is a lot of the core pieces of functionality. But one thing that you've really focused on is more of the advanced scenarios with your library, which is called Shiny. So you kind of want to give the uh, overview of what Shiny is uh, for developers?
1: Sure. So the the Napkin sales pitch was, it was device-centric, background-centric services um, focusing on infrastructure. So we're talking more of the enterprise scenarios uh, with dependency injection, um, and bringing your infrastructure kind of to the background in a consistent way. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's something, you know, in our in our plugin scenarios that we never really had, there was never any consistency. Sometimes it was events, uh, sometimes it was some sort of weird delegate and it, it, just, it just didn't flow. Um, so when I did Shiny, that's kind of what I set out to do was bring a consistent picture of how we work with the device hardware and how we work with the background.
0: Got it. Now, so what are some of the d- device features that Shiny exposes for developers?
1: Um, the big one is BLE. Um, that's usually like a three hour topic, which we won't cover today, obviously. Um, BLE is a big one. Uh, GPS and geofencing is another one I do. Um, kind of new to 2.0 is something, and it's not really device, but it's more background centric is push notifications. Mm. Uh, That was a big delivery in, in 2.0. Um, I'll cover that a little bit uh, through this. Um, there's some other stuff like motion activity. Uh, so if you're a biker or driving and stuff, you can, you can track those uh, events. Um, background jobs, that's obviously a big one. That's actually what started Shiny. That was kind of the, the premise everything was built off of background jobs, um, which is quite common in mobile apps nowadays. We, yeah. we don't realize it until we, we start writing these big apps where we need to sync data and stuff.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I've always, there's a lot of threads where a lot of people have always put a lot of those feature requests in to Xamarin Essentials. I go, you know, the, some of these things like require some dependencies. They have a lot of additional setup and background yep. t- and all these things that are pretty complex. And now that the team ever didn't want to do them, but it was like, well, also there's this library called Shiny that already does it <laughs> and has done it very, very well for the last few years. So take a look at that. Uh, so I really loved seeing it evolve. And it sounds like you have some really cool new features in 2.0.
1: Yep. Um, and another big, big takeaway for, for 2.0 was obviously getting rid of the boilerplate, which, you know, Essentials has that issue. Uh, I know 99% of the issues I was getting was always missing boilerplate and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think Forms kind of suffers from that to a degree. And, yeah, as, as the plugin ecosystem, too, um, kind of grew, we were always kind of in this mishmash of, you know, back and forth. We need this. We need that. And it be, kind of became a little bit of a dependency hell. So essentials came along. You guys brought it all together, and then I kind of took over the other, uh, I guess, bigger, bigger services or any more enterprisey stuff. Yeah, non-essential stuff.
0: Non-essential stuff, but still kind of essential in a weird way. Yeah, definitely for a lot of developers.
1: Well, do you want to uh, show off some of the new stuff in two Sure um, well today I was just going to show off kind of the basic job um, and maybe a little bit of the push notification stuff which is new to 2.0 Cool um, but let's see if we are up here. So I'll show some of the the, the boilerplate stuff that we've gotten rid of after uh, for now let's just kind of start with with the basic startup of shiny So in essentials you don't really have to do much of this I think you guys have it for app service you have to you have to initialize um, just the platform as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiny still has a lot of that under the scenes, but this is more kind of like an ASP.NET uh, scenario. Uh, this is where you're registering your notification services, maybe Bluetooth if you're using it, um, cetera. And then obviously the jobs. Um, so today I was just going to talk about a basic job. Uh, let me get this up here.
0: Nope. And a job is like something you want to do in the background. Is that correct? Or right. maybe not even in the background?
1: Um, You don't necessarily have to. You can do it in the background. um, And this can run on a timer like every 30 seconds if your app is hot. Um, It really depends on kind of what you want to do. Um, But these are periodic, right? So I tell everybody, it's not scheduled. It's not going to wake up and run at some magical time. Mm. It's not going to run every 15 minutes. It's really going to run when the OS decides it's time to run. Um, And that's an important distinction because a lot of people don't usually get that. Android's pretty good about when it schedules these jobs. Like it'll run it, you know, every fifteen minutes roughly uh, during the day. But iOS is much more intelligent. You don't really get a say when when iOS is going to bring these things up. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. And um, I'm seeing a lot of things very similar to ASP.NET Core with the extensions, libraries, and kind of going forward with .NET Maui, bringing the Microsoft extension stuff. So it's kind of built on that tech.
1: Right. Uh, everything in Shiny is built off of kind of the extensions library for, for cool. dependency injection and new to 2.0 is logging. Um, that was a big a deliverable because I found I was I was writing all these abstractions for my own logging. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a waste of a ta- waste of time because we were going, you know, Maui was going here. Um, and I didn't want to maintain this huge kind of plethora of of logging that's out there because you've got like App Center, Raygun. I don't know. Azure. Of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It just kind of got, it was getting out of hand. So one of the things was to bring in uh, the extension logging as well. Cool. Um, so a basic job, there's not much to it. You know, you register it um, with the shiny startup, you can register it to not run when there's like a battery. So let's bring up uh, info. There's lots of, there's lots of features on whether or not you want to, um, you want this to run only when the device is charging, um, when there's connectivity to the Internet, because that's obviously a big one. Uh, if you're going to do some sort of data synchronization, if there's no Internet, you're not really going to get far with your job. Uh, so let's register a job. It's a good thing you can edit this and take up my typos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's perfect. This is real coding. This is totally happening. So you got some job info and a job. Got it.
1: Yep. And Then we can do stuff, like I said, let's uh, battery's not low, yeah. device charging, maybe I only want this to run when the device is charging. I don't know why, but you know, it's there. Uh, connectivity, uh, Internet requirements. Hmm. So this then is really
0: you specifying how the job and the operating decides it. So This is an abstraction over the iOS and Android APIs in which really you're telling the operating system, hey, I have, I'm have, i doing something a little bit more intense and I only want to do that when I have internet and when I'm charging. I mean, internet makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you don't Correct. have internet, you, why even run your job?
1: Exactly. And and it's really good, like the workflow manager, which is what China uses under the hood on Android, and kind of the new uh, background tasks for iOS 13, hmm. 13, 14, somewhere in there. Um, they really do a good job of handling this. So if you tell it, look, I don't want to run if there's none of these things, so like pre-criteria, um, it's not gonna bother to wake up your your app and, and run these things if they're just gonna fail anyways. Got it, got it. So, um, obviously job's pretty simple. Um, you get some job info just basically telling you you know how you registered this thing. A cancellation token, uh, pretty important because you only get so much time to run in a job. Um, so don't think about running something like a timer mm. or any sort of background service here. Uh, like like something like an event you're going to listen to because this is not the place to do it. Uh, this is something where you just want to you got 30 seconds, you know, grab some data, push some data, and get out. Um, gotcha. So that's really what you want to do in jobs. So obviously this job's pretty simple, but I also want to show how dependency injection works here because that's a big part of Shiny. Yeah. So let's do something like a notification. Um, so Shiny also has uh, local notifications. I know a lot of people have asked, like, why have local notifications Uh, if you're if you're servicing background and and device? It's because notifications are really used everywhere uh, in the background, so you need this thing. Um, And I found I constantly needed it, so why not have it in shiny as well? Gotcha. So let's bring that up and bring this guy in.
0: So this notification manager is something that you said is part of. Shiny and um, comes right
1: in the box, basically. Um, it, it is a secondary library that you have to register. That's interesting. Visual Studio is being nice to me right now. Um, it's because see that's what happens when you when you hide code. Oh. <laughs> Copy that out for now. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a secondary um, library that you can install another NuGet mm. um, that'll allow you to do this stuff as you need. Gotcha. So, we'll just go ahead and we're going to send a notification. Oh, cool. And we'll say, I guess, hi. And so that is an example of our background job. One other thing, uh, too, obviously, with logging being included, is now you can do stuff uh, like this. Ah, Very cool. Now, a lot of people may want to do this and do a try catch in your job. Um, just because you want to know if it crashes. The good thing is, is that all the Shiny infrastructure, if your job does crash for whatever reason or throws an exception, uh, we kind of catch it for you uh, mm-hmm. and log that for you so you don't have to worry about it. But if you wanted to log, say, some specific events or something happening in your background job, uh, you can do that with, with by passing in a logger if you want. Oh, nice. Very cool. So that's it. That's a basic job. Um, not much to it. Let's go ahead and see how we registered it. So obviously we showed how we registered our job and the notifications. Um, I do have an app center logging uh, that's here, but we're not hooking that up. It's just kind of to show it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, we have our we have a page just to kind of show um, how we're working with xamarin forms and, and you still need xamarin forms or UI to kind of go and ask for things like permissions. So you can ask your user, you know can I use notifications? Um, can I run jobs, etc?" Yeah. Um, Kind of a, you know, it's something you just need to do uh, in order to get these things running. Gotcha. So I have just a plain button. And James, you know, I'm not big on UI. It's not really my thing. So it's going to be a big, ugly screen um, with a button that's going to just basically ask, you know, can we get notifications running? Uh, Do we have your permission? And we're going to run some jobs. Now, this is just very basic for now. I'll show kind of a test of how we do this with the background after.
0: Gotcha, so this here, you're using the Shiny host resolver, which is going to grab that dependency basically.
1: Correct. It's very similar to what's in Xamarin.Forms, the dependency service, Uh, Shiny needs its own because it obviously has to call for these things in the background as well. Um, So that's why there's kind of this secondary Shiny host uh, in, in the equation. Got it.
0: And then normally I would assume you would check if you had access and if you did have access then run the jobs, et cetera, et cetera, type of thing. Very cool.
1: Now you have to, you obviously have to do a lot of this lifting. It'll try and help you out. Like if you haven't requested access to do these things, Hmm. but a lot of, a lot of the mistakes people try and run a notification right away and they haven't asked permission. So the job just skips it. um, Because it it doesn't have the permission to do uh, what it needs to do. Got it. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Very cool. Oh, here we go.
1: Perfect. Now we're so gonna fast.
0: One question I had here is so you're gonna say run this jobs and because your app is alive, is it going to run the jobs immediately or is it scheduling the jobs or how does that work?
1: You can so there's a couple things happening when I, in the startup file, um, I registered this as kind of like a global job. It's okay. it's designed to run when it's going to run. We, again, we don't really have a say when that's gonna happen. but if we're in our app, um, we do have the ability let me go back here. To just say look here's the job manager give me a job manager and tell it to run everything so run all the jobs that are that are available uh, whether you've registered them manually or you've registered them with the startup like we did um, and this will just kind of run whatever you've got okay gotcha let's go ahead and run this and there we go and there is a couple notifications here from my tests earlier Um, but that's basically it dependency injection's all there um and it kind of kind of lets itself be a very easy injectable testable job uh, without doing much lifting so there there wasn't much to it a, a simple notification manager send a notification
0: yeah very cool so when you registered at startup and your application started it actually registered the job to be scheduled is that correct yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and then you can then you also then manually said hey please go run these jobs now because my app is exactly. open
1: exactly Now, testing it on Android, like forcing the workflow manager, um, it's a bit tough to do. There's some command line work. Um, Generally, I tell people, look, it's just going to work. If you want to do the command line, go ahead. Um, But really, if you want to test these things out, like really in depth, uh, your best place to do it is on iOS. um, Because Visual Studio for Mac really gives you a a nice, real, crisp way of testing this. So I'm just going to bring up my Mac here.
0: This is also cool because I use Reflector all the time, and I totally forgot. That you can reflect Mac. I've only done iOS, but like what we're seeing right now is like you're using Reflector, which is a really cool app on Windows, and you're sending your Mac's UI via AirPlay over to your Windows machine. And this is like yep. I never even thought about doing this in a demo, but it makes so much sense.
1: I, I wasn't sure how it was going to size, but there it is. Hopefully, everybody can see it. Um, it's a little blurry on my screen, but uh, it looks great. You know, just enough that I can see it. So here we've got the same job that we were kind of running earlier. The only Mm -hmm. thing is, I gotta look over here. Um, Let's go ahead and bring this up. So we've got our app. Our app is hot, but I'm gonna put it in the background because this is really what we want to test. So the cool part about Visual Studio is it has this simulate iOS background fetch, Mm. um, which really this is gonna put it to the OS. Like the OS is gonna run the job as if your your app was cold and it's not running at all, uh, and it's gonna do whatever your job has. So we're gonna go ahead and do that. And there's our notification. Oh, cool! Nice. So, not much to it. We were able to test it end to end, um, and iOS gave us really kind of that nice feature to be able to test this well. Again, Android has it. It's just it's kind of command line. It's a Mm -hmm. it's a bit much to do on a on a demo like this, but it is there if you need it. Um, Very cool. So that's Jobs. Uh, That's Jobs in in a nutshell. Um, Very easy to work with. uh, Very testable. Very di.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I like it that that you said, you know, you, you have the notifications in there. Is that notifications? Is that part of 2.0? Is that the new stuff?
1: No, uh, notifications has been there since one point oh. I found with I was using it everywhere all the time. So I was like, why not just release this as open source? Gotcha. Um, this was one of the plugins I had kind of in our early days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just figured bring it over. Why not?
0: Very cool. Very nice. I love jobs, and it's a good example of People always want to do stuff, right? Even if today you're thinking like, "Well, I'll wait until the user to open up the app, then I'll go grab stuff." But like, you could, there could be parts of your UI that you want to load up, store locally, and then be just instantly responsive. And those background, uh, you know, pools basically will enable you to do that.
1: Well, you might. It depends too, because you might be pulling a lot of data. Um, I know you used it for the Hanselman app, Mm -hmm. Um, and you were pulling in quite a bit of data, so you don't, you don't want your user sitting there waiting for it. Yeah. Um, There's also a lot of cases, like a lot of the customers I work with um, as you're working with the phone offline, you want it to push data uh, to the server, you know, as soon as you come into connectivity. Um, So those are kind of the big cases. You just want it to work. I don't want to have to go into the app and say sync, right? So this just works for you. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Is there anything else you wanted to show off in, in there at all?
1: Um, That's basically it for jobs and notifications, kind of just a quick high-level demo of what Shiny does at its very rudimentary levels. Um, There is push notifications, and and that was one of the big deliverables for 2.0. And the big thing about push notifications was that we've obviously seen kind of libraries come and go or services come and go over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, App Center, uh, I know, dropped their push notifications. Um, Google changes theirs every three years or so. Yeah. Um, UWP, who knows what's going to happen to that one. So um, my good friend, Dan Siegel, uh, he was he was pretty upset. I know when when App Center shut down because he was hoping for that, that, you know, consistent experience. Um, so he was pushing. He was like, this should really be a background thing. Um, you know, one interface to rule them all. And I, w- I just want to change notification providers with a single line. Hmm. So with Shiny 2, uh, that was something that we did. So I have two ways to do push. Okay. I'll cover that in there. And we have Azure Push Notification Hub as well. Um, so that these are two services. I'll show kind of what it's complaining about in a second. Um, but there's support for OneSignal for anybody using OneSignal. Um, there's also Firebase for iOS and Android. Um, and really to do this, you're changing one line of code. So okay. you can switch between native, Azure Notification Hubs. One single all that stuff was just the startup registration.
0: Got it. Let's pull up your computer really quick. Pull up the co- yeah. Oh, there it is. Perfect. Keep got up. it. So cool. We got it up on the screen now so you got services. Yeah, just use use push Azure notifications hub.
1: Yep. So I'm oh. just going to register our background delegate. So this is somewhat um, How do I explain this? It's not really .net oriented. Um, if we work with delegates, you're kind of thinking more iOS and, and and stuff. It's not really a lot of us .Net developers want to use events and stuff. The problem is is that we really need these things to be wired out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Whereas events, you might you don't really get a chance unless you know you're spinning all your infrastructure beforehand. Yeah. Um, so shiny introduces delegates. Uh, show this really quick.
0: Hmm. And is it is the push library or another library that you bring in on top of shiny so it's kind of a combination of, of libraries
1: correct so they, there's in this one I'm registering pretty much the kitchen sink of all the shiny libraries oh wow um more or less uh, this is kind of just to show off kind of some of the features that are there but really the ones that I'm talking about right now is this push um this brings in a native push library as well and Azure notification hubs those oh, wow. are the two real big guys yeah. Um, And this delegate's pretty simple. Um, We're not talking about a lot of work. The on received is when you get a push notification and it has stuff like your, you know, any dictionary data you push. Um, Maybe you just want a message to get to the user. It's all here for you to work with. And again, this is another one of those scenarios where you get about 30 seconds in the background, uh, maybe to go get data uh, because you've been told to do so. Um, Maybe you need to call home and just say, yeah, I got it. uh, Whatever the case may be. Um, so this is kind of a big, important thing that we do. Uh, also, in in our mobile apps, is is this background when we're told to do something um, or trigger a, a command like this, we can respond uh, appropriately with very little work.
0: Very nice. That's really cool to see. Kind of like, hey, here are the main things you need to worry about. Now I got push notifications. Register it up. You still got to register those services, I assume. Um, yep. But yeah, that's really cool. We'll put it
1: here. And this guy, like I said, the, the Azure has some a couple extra things like your listeners uh, connection string and the hub name. But other than that, we can switch between our push providers with literally one line of code.
0: Oh, very cool. That's so awesome. That,
1: that was a pretty big uh, deliverable for
0: 2.0. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And of course, we'll put links to all of the Shiny documentation, to the site, to the GitHub project, all that stuff. That was really cool to see, to kind of see how it has evolved and also add new features as Sort of, you know, requirements change and people want more stuff. Things come and go, and Shiny's uh, extending into more and more of those uh, use cases you were talking about.
1: Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to show off really quick was um, kind of some of the boilerplate. We we kind of talked about this quickly earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, and this was one of the things. Obviously, this is I'm going to show off what we have now. So this is really my main activity. Notice I have nothing. Um, same for my app delegate. There's absolutely nothing. So how is this this magic running? Um, so with .NET five, uh, more kind of the early releases of uh, of .NET five source generators were introduced, um, and this allowed us to this allowed us to generate code um, in the, at, at build time to plug in a lot of that that boilerplate that we have because I know Essentials has a ton, Forms has a ton, yeah. Um, your permissions plug in like we basically were wiring and, and shoehorning this stuff in everywhere. Um, so, and, and 90% of my bugs, like I said, were coming in with missing uh, boilerplate code. So this was one of the big, big things. This took me forever to figure out um, was how to eliminate it. So this is really all the magic of, of the boilerplate is all gone. And with 2.0, we can kind of see what magic it generated in the background. Okay. So this is the fully baked app delegate. Um, so I'm looking at how, what it generated at build time. Um, you notice I, I initialized even kind of some of the third party libraries. I initialized Ameren forms because I saw it. Um, I see you were using push notifications so I went and registered all those delegate hooks. Yeah. So anything that that I thought needed to be registered because of based on libraries that you have, uh, it went and did this at build time for you. Cool. And on the Android side, uh, let's pull up the Android side really quick.
0: I totally forget that this I know that this feature exists, and like I haven't I've seen it used a little bit, but not as much as as, as like kind of seeing this all come together. It's really cool.
1: it's 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 helpful because you know you put you end up putting all these libraries in everywhere. Um, and you'll see like even essentials, you guys needed mm-hmm. kind of the permission result mm-hmm. hooks and and the application level. You guys also needed to be registered. So because I see essentials there, um I'm also building that in uh, mm-hmm. to your application at build time. Nice. So it's doing all this cool stuff without you having to do really any lifting. Um, so hopefully there'll be less bugs to deal with because of it.
0: Very cool. I see it's like a partial class. So you could actually extend it and it's calling base implementation. So you can do stuff on top of it, basically. Yep. Very cool. That's awesome. I love that. I I haven't haven't, haven't seen too many source generators. So it's really cool to see that it actually is all working really neatly. I love it.
1: That's cool. And the one thing, James, this was for you. This was totally uh, for you because I know you guys like the statics, and and I'm coming from a dependency injection world. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people like the statics because they, they do make your life easier. Um, so the last thing I did was this kind of cool little thing: generate generate static classes. Ooh. Um, so what this is going to do is it's going to look for all the shiny libraries installed uh, in in this particular um, project that we have, and it's going to go ahead and iterate through them and generate. All of these guys. Whoa, cool! So there's all of the shiny kind of classes it's picked up that I'm using, and it's gone ahead and generated the static class uh, with the namespace that you specified. So you don't have to work with um, dependency injection if you choose not to do so. Amazing!
0: That's really, really cool. I love it. Yeah, I think we're going to see some pretty cool changes in Don and Maui as well. So it's kind of cool to see this come uh, around and. And yeah, sometimes use an interface, especially if you need to in, in unit testing and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes don't. It's up to you. Very cool. This is awesome, Alan.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Well, so that awesome. is a quick demo uh, that I had for Shiny, uh, just kind of some of the new features of 2.0. Um, yeah, hopefully people like it, start using it, start giving the feedback.
0: Well, we will put all of the links in the show notes below. And of course, as you create more and more and we run up to .NET MAUI and we you add more stuff to Shiny, we'll have you back on talking about all the new enhancements coming up. But I'll put all the links to the show notes below for all this stuff and to that video that I talked about Shiny back in the day. That's a great video. I love that video talking about the awesome ecosystem around uh, .NET and, and Xamarin and all that stuff. So Alan, thank you so much for coming on. Super appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and don't forget to do all the things like click all those awesome show notes below. If you're over on the YouTubes, go ahead and hit that like button that help and recommends it to other people in the YouTube algorithm of goodness. And don't forget to hit subscribe and ring that notification bell. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno, and this has been The Xamarin Show.